0: Let's just be normal 22-year-olds and go grab a drink or go watch a movie without, you know, trying to do work while you're doing it.
1: Welcome to Mad Women,
2: a broadcast with beer and badass women.
1: (laughs) In the world of advertising, women are badasses, so we created a place for them to talk about their lives and voice their opinions with beer. Woo!
2: I'm Alex Kraling, I'm an art director, and I sometimes choose my meals based on the type of sauces I want.
1: And my name is Jessie, I'm a copywriter, and apparently now I drink beer at six in the morning.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So today, well, we usually try different beers, but funny story is our guest today dropped a little
1: hint as to what beer she wanted. And by by dropping a hint, we mean she asked for it by name. So, <laughs> so we're gonna
2: enjoy another three one two by Goose Island today. It's damn good. So I'm totally fine with it. We had this last week. Oh so, man! I mean, hate to do it, but you know, gotta wrap my city.
1: For sure. I mean, you say Chicago and you think Goose Island beer. So I fear it's. I know, I mean, right? It's, it's all about right. that. the three. You know, three one two.
2: Yeah, yeah. Cheers and to the midwest. It's really good. Clink, clink. Cheers, clink. <laughs> Cheers to you, Yessie in Tokyo. Yeah. Cheers, ladies. <laughs> at 6 a.m. Yeah,
0: at 6 right. a.m. Before work,
2: it's 5 o'clock somewhere, but yeah. like at
0: all, we it, me- it, it's real. It's real. Very
1: real. <laughs> we, we need to stop mentioning that this is before work. Okay, it's okay, Saturday. We'll, we'll, if you're my boss and you're listening, it's Saturday. <laughs> this is a Saturday recording. <laughs> uh, uh, then, of course. <laughs> of course. Whatever you say. Uh, uh, so today's guest is a total badass. At the young age of 22, you're 22, right? Yes, that's, that's amazing. Crazy. So she's moved from Chicago to Nashville to New York. She's served as a Fashion Week consul. Cons- I'm sorry, she's served as a Fashion Week consultant. She's created a blog and a social media company. So everybody, welcome Lars May.
2: Hey, hey. Lars. Hey, hey. Hi. We're
1: so excited to have you on the show today. So I'm so
2: stoked to be here. So I was at the Industry Heroes, which Yessi and I have already mentioned in our intro that an issue that we had last quarter was there were no women. So that was one huh. of the reasons why we started this, because we were like, what the hell? There are many women in advertising. We need to get their voices heard. So she spoke, Lars spoke at Heroes on Monday, and I was there, and I was like, dude, she has to be on our podcast, and she <laughs> willingly agreed.
1: Yeah, so Lars, so, do you want to tell us just a little bit about yourself?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So my real name's is Larissa. My na- now everyone calls me Lars. It actually started because one of my friend in high school's brother started calling me Lars and I hated it. And then I just adopted it and then turned it into my whole brand. And now people only call me Lars. Um, but basically, I'm 22 years old. I live in New York City. I have my own social media and digital creative direction business. And I launch a platform called Half the Story, which is all about, you know, sharing another piece of your life that you wouldn't see to create real human connection. So that's celebrating strengths, struggles, secret passions, podcasts, all of the above. That's awesome. It's so
2: nice because that's kind of what we're doing here. I
0: mean, obviously not the same, but... No, I mean, it is. And that's what it's all about is, you know, finding people that are doing like-minded things and teaming Mm -hmm. up because that's kind of just been the moral of my life or the story of my life, moral and story, I guess. Um, (laughs) And I think that that's what it's all about is just creating positive conversation and helping people share their message and make shit happen.
2: For sure. Yeah. So... When I was at Heroes, I just remember that one, you said that you worked 100 hour weeks in the past. And I yeah. was like, oh, fuck, I feel the same. Like, I, I don't think I'm working 100 wh- hour weeks right now. But mm-hmm. seriously, everything is just like weighing on all of our shoulders. So, our topic today is just going to be balance. Yeah. Because we really <laughs> want to figure out how we can balance our lives with. Our work, because our work is something that we're all very passionate about in this business.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so we put a lot of time and energy into it because we love it. Right. But there comes a time where you need to say, where is the balance with my life? Totally. So.
1: So, yeah, we we're, we're all doing a lot and trying to balance a lot. And we just kind of let's start off by talking about what you're doing right now. You told us a little about Live Like Lars and about Half the Story. But mm-hmm. right now, how what is it that you're juggling? Because it seems like it's a lot.
0: Totally. So I guess, you know, one facet of that is working on Half the Story. We're doing a rebrand. I have about five people on my team that I'm trying to manage execute and kind of flip this around so that we can grow this beyond just an Instagram platform into a multimedia platform. And that's something that I haven't been able to dedicate as much time to as I wanted to just because moving to New York and starting a business. So that's one thing. So that's, you know, a pretty big overhaul. Um, you know, the second thing is actually running a business. So I work on a couple of different projects within the social media, uh, digital creative direction realm. Um, ultimately, Where I'm most fulfilled is, you know, in the brand vision. So coming in and figuring out how we can make something good, great, or make something that doesn't exist, just, you know, incredible. So I work within the fashion tech lifestyle space, and I have a couple of different, you know, clients that I'm working on right now. January is always a really good month coming in and, you know, working on a new thing. I believe I'm working on four projects right now. So it's really exciting, obviously intensive, because, you know, coming in strong for the year, but trying to figure out balance and how to expand and grow. So it's like, you know, managing all that is one thing, but another part of that is figuring out how do I not become so overwhelmed in the day-to-day so that I can step back and figure out how to grow and make this bigger. And um, so, you know, I've kind of figured out what that looks like for me, but now it's actually making that happen. But, you know, outside of that is just managing my life and, You know, there's managing myself and I've been working a lot on my personal and professional growth and, Mm -hmm. you know, so that I am stronger in all aspects of my life, stronger in a way that I can work harder, but also stronger in a way so that I can say no to things. And so that's what I'm balancing as well as, you know, the million friends that I have because I feel like I've lived like nine lives um, just in living Uh, different cities and building different friendships. And so it's always a struggle for me because, you know, there's always an unanswered text message on my phone because... You know, I tend to kind of just withdraw from that when I'm overwhelmed. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of figuring out how do I find this middle ground and, you know, balance. And, you know, that's pretty much it. But, you know, what I've realized is that, especially as creatives, there is no work life balance because. You love what you do, and that's the problem. Yeah. And so it's not about balance. It's about creating boundaries, and that's what I've put more of my efforts into instead of trying to use this this buzzword balance because they mm-hmm. actually don't believe
2: it exists. That's so true. I think it's it definitely is kind of bullshit because mm-hmm. it's like we go home, and it's not that we don't want to do this but we are constantly thinking about work because we have to because our work involves creating ideas out of nothing right you know what I mean so it's like you have to think about work all the time it's a part of your life
0: Mm -hmm.
2: every single thing that you do in life right gives you inspiration Mm -hmm. so I mean honestly but we we come up with ideas for a
1: living Exactly. It's the best job ever. Yeah, and your ideas come from your experiences and the things you do on a day-to-day and the things you've done before. So it's impossible, I think, to say that your work life and your personal life are unrelated because then you wouldn't have a job in this industry. It doesn't work that way.
0: and, And, you know, with that being said, too, it's like if you don't create space for the ideas, you don't create space for the reality. And so... I think a lot of times as creatives it's easy and I'm, you know, a victim of this and that I've been burned out. I've tried to do a million things at once and those are the times when I felt it was hardest to be creative. Yeah. But when I've figured out how to create the boundary and <laughs> say, "Hey, look, I'm not going to do any more of this tonight. I'm going to come back tomorrow morning and work on this or, because I know I'm more creative or more effective. Right. I'm able to, you know, indulge a little bit more in my life, which ultimately probably gives me the inspiration for the thing that I decide to create.
2: Yeah. And that's one thing that I find myself doing, and that's just recently. So, yes, you and I are creative partners, obviously, but... I think this past quarter, we just spoke today and we were like, we need to stop doing so much fucking work. I mean, at first, this quarter, we were or last quarter, we were like, as much work as possible, as much work as possible, as much work as possible. But now we need to slow it down and do more, more so quality over quantity and say no to things. Mm
1: -hmm. For sure.
2: (laughs) It's hard, though, because we love it so much and we want to do everything. Right. So that's the issue. It's like when you want to do everything, especially when you're so passionate about it, that's where you need to say like, don't get down on yourself for saying no to something. Right. So when did it take you? So you were working 100-hour weeks? Yeah, like a million. I don't even, oh gosh, like obviously not 100 every week. Right. But yeah. But when did you say no? When, we, when were you like, I'm fucking done? I'm done doing this?
0: When did I say <laughs> no? Or why? Why did I say no? And I, th- I think it's important to like, you know, really, th- that's a really interesting question because I haven't really thought about the time that I started saying no, but I think for me, I can't think of the exact time, but the reason why I started saying no is because I was not the best version of myself in a multitude of ways. And like, you know, there's one side of it. It's like this, you know, it's like the creative, it's like the creative conundrum. It's like, you know, you love what you do and you're passionate and you always want to be doing that and you always want to be working at it. But if you become burned out there, then you're not going to be, you know, a passionate and fulfilled person and be the best friend or the best daughter or the best sister. And I think for me, I just became so involved in what I was doing. And not all of my friends are creatives. Not all of my friends get it. And it's important to have to surround yourself with like minded people. But you also need people that are going to be like, hey, Lars, like I'm here Like, don't you want to spend time together without like creating this or talking about this? Like, let's just be normal 22 year olds and go grab a drink or go watch a movie without, you know, trying to do work while you're doing it. Like, and that was, you know, I felt like I was multitasking in my personal life and my professional life. And it just like becomes annoying. Like, it's not cool to be the person that's always working all the time. And like that very much so became me.
1: That's crazy. And I, I, I don't want to keep bringing this up, but you're 22, which for me is amazing because when I was 22, I had no idea what the fuck I wanted to do. I was, I was actually, Preach,
2: seriously. I think at 22,
1: I was the most lost. I had no idea. I thought I was going to be a lawyer. And then at 22, I realized I didn't want to be a lawyer. And then I was like, what the <laughs> fuck am I going to do now? So the fact that you're, you've done so much and you're still doing so much and you're so young is amazing. But oh, like, thank you. I want to know what college was like for you because for us, you know, I, I mean, for me, for sure, college was about drinking and partying and yeah, going to school and getting good grades. But <laughs> I wasn't building a blog and an empire, and you were. Or going so. to fashion
0: week. <laughs> Man, what was college like? It was a crazy time um, for a couple of reasons. So, one of them was that I went to a fairly traditional school, and my approach is very non-traditional. So. I had to figure out how to make school work for me. So I made a major because I was like, I need to know how to run a business, I need to know how to make art and I need to know really good marketing and advertising. So I basically was like, look, there's my core classes, I have to take those, and then created a major where I could basically just take classes with all adjunct professors so that mm. I could use projects that I was working on to fulfill projects that were, you know, given in class and vice versa, and build a portfolio and do all these different things. So, you know, that was one piece of it. But also too, I took I don't call them sacrifices though other people would say you know you put your work in you you know you you did this you did that like yes i made sacrifices in a social sense but i also was so much more fulfilled with the things that i did with my time so it was like what other people saw as sacrifices i saw as creative opportunities and yeah. i very much so developed a community of creatives in Nashville that are, you know, musicians or photographers or things like that, because that fueled my soul.
2: Mm -hmm. And,
0: um, so I basically just did both. Um, and it was a balancing act for sure. I mean, I didn't party all the time, but like, I did that my freshman year and I was, I was over it. I'm like, what am I giving to the world? Like, I don't feel like my, my purpose is to give and to create and to make an impact. And I just didn't feel like I was doing that anymore, but I don't know. It was crazy. I mean, also being at fashion week and then having to Skype into classes and like all that. I mean, it it was just like nuts, like honestly, freaking crazy. And I'm like, I can't even believe, like, I literally think I probably was under more stress, like, you know, at in college, at some point, than probably like a 50 year old that's a partner at a law firm. And I'm like, that's just like, a joke. Like, why would I put myself through that? Yeah. But <laughs> now I'm like, it's so worth it because I'm able to create boundaries and realize, like, I don't want to be like that. You know, as a 22 year old, granted, I still work my ass off. So it doesn't, you have uh, to that dollars. doesn't really make sense. But I don't know. It was just freaking crazy. And everyone will tell you that. It's like, oh, are you friends with Lars? And they'll be like, Like, yes, like I was, you know, very open minded and loved everyone and had a lot of really great friends, but very much an enigma. I think a lot of people it's a really easy to like me, but really hard to get to know me. And that was kind of like the moral of my
2: life. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking about that, a lot of people in this industry, they have significant others, I don't, I can't imagine having one, especially if they weren't in advertising, they would be like, fuck you type yeah, of thing. Like you yeah. s- give me no time. Did you ever have a serious relationship? I actually have a serious boyfriend right now. Right now? Yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. how does it work? Is he in the industry or what? Does so he he's, a,
0: he's a musician and he's um, a composer in like commercial music. So yeah, kind of. Yeah. He, I mean, he's done commercial advertising mm-hmm. and music and all of that, but I mean, he's very, he's, he's not like my boyfriend. He, he is, but that's only one piece of it. He's, he's my best friend. He's my creative partner and we create together. Like Mm -hmm. he critiques me and makes me better at what I do. Um, we collaborate and go out and, you know, produce and work on concept. I helped him with his branding for his site. Like we are so intertwined in our work life and it's amazing. Like he writes copy for me. Like it's so cool (laughs) because like, the way that we're here creating and talking is the same way that i you know speak with him like when we're watching tv which we never do we probably are watching it to critique the advertisements rather than watch like a reality tv show and that's like our relationship
2: (laughs) (laughs) perfect
0: yeah
1: (laughs) that's so refreshing to hear because you know i when at least when i was when i made the the decision to come to tokyo everyone was like what's gonna happen with your boyfriend because i have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, are you guys going to break up? Is it going to work? Especially because he's not in advertising and he's not a creative at all. He works in the medical field. So
2: yeah.
1: everyone was, I think more so people were worried than we were.
2: <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> but, guys are so chill as a couple though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but people just kind of were like, are you guys going to break up? What's going to happen? How's mm-hmm. Robert coping? Is he okay? Is he going to die? I'm like, no, I think <laughs> I think we're fine. And we've done well, but... What you're saying about being intertwined Obviously we're not so intertwined Where he can help me Because we're in completely different fields But he's 100% my number one fan You know, he yeah. Even now being in Tokyo He stays up late And he he helps me out So I do think that It's, you know He stays up late And he waits for me to get home Which is crazy Because when I'm getting home yeah. It's like 6 in the morning his time And he really has been so good So I think it's It's, it's hard But it's not impossible
0: it's not hard when you have something good and you have someone that's going to push you and make you better. Yes. I mean, my boyfriend lives in L.A. and I live in New York. So it's like actually easier for me to get to London than it is to get to L.A. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I totally get
2: it. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah. it's
0: amazing. And, you know, on top of that, like that creative bond is just so cool. It's like it's I'm so lucky and it's so beautiful
2: and amazing to be able to create together. So it's awesome. Someday for yeah. me, someday. So I saw <laughs> this is this is a really random I can't even believe I'm saying this, but anyway. Um I saw a psychic <laughs> <laughs> and he told me that I was gonna get a job in LA and that I was gonna meet a, someone there. Like a, a guy in the agency. And it would be a very serious, loving, amazing relationship. <laughs> so you're like, wait, get me a job. In is, LA. is it really? You need yeah. to fulfill <laughs> real, my prophecy. Yeah, exactly. If you're if
1: you're a recruiter in LA, you need to help Alex find the love of her life. Yeah, <laughs> right. I don't even
2: want the job. I want the boyfriend. It's like, yeah, just this just is go just to just the this is, not, this is more than a job. Yeah, no, it's no, no. A, yeah, I can see that. Well, I can't wait to watch it. Unfold. It's so much. I mean, you guys speak so highly of your significant others, but for me, I'm like, God, it's so much easier to be alone.
0: Yeah, I was totally that girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, believe me, people. I was like miss independent oh, always. Yeah. Oh, like, for sure. I still me too. am miss independent. Right. But like, it's crazy because they catch you now. off guard and you're like, wait, I like my buddy.
1: <laughs> it's a special friend. Like, I want my and buddy. Yeah, and it's. It's also not just anybody mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you can be with and feel that way. So no, I, I, I think it's okay to feel like it's better to be alone until you find the right person. So yeah. True. And totally. and you'll know it. When you're not looking for it, it'll just happen. That's how it happened with me. It um, just happened. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you're kind of scaring me. But making me excited. This is just going to come and like
1: Wait, how you punch you in meet the your face boyfriend? one day and you're not. <laughs> well, we actually worked together for like a year and we didn't even speak to each other. We worked in the same fa- like in the same facility mm-hmm. and we didn't say a word to each other. I was with someone, he was with someone else and then he stopped working there and then like 2 years later through a mutual friend we started hanging out again. <laughs> and I had zero interest in even looking at somebody else. <sighs> I didn't want to do and I did not want to be in a relationship and <laughs> And then I don't know we just we would hang out and then one day hanging out in a group turned into hanging out together and then hanging out together turned into a relationship and hanging here out we together on.
2: naked <laughs> exactly <laughs> 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 Shout out to you Robert <laughs> That's so, funny. Right. so
1: let's let's We've got a little sidetrack talking about yeah, yeah, me and my boyfriend hanging <laughs> naked, but <laughs> 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 but let's let's talk a little about when you're when you're really you know the gears are grinding and you're doing a lot of work and sometimes you're on a roll and you don't want to stop. But how do you know when to tell yourself to slow down? You know, either mentally or physically.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think my body. Well, obviously, it sounds so stupid. My mind, my mind and my body are very much so very in tandem and mm-hmm. when my mind is tired, my body is tired. And now I mean I've just learned how to recognize like when I'm tired. and one thing that I've done is like I get really bad anxiety, so oh, me too. You know yeah. when I'm like feeling it, I throw all my technology away and I'm like, okay, like gotta have a kombucha, go for a walk. Um Usually, I have to silence my mind first before I even like tell myself to go to sleep. I'm like a freaking energizer bunny, honestly. wake up every day at 5.45 and I just roll. um I'm not a good I'm not a night owl, and I used to be because I just burn out all of my energy, but mm-hmm. it's like I don't know. I just get exhausted sometimes and you can just see it in my eyes, and it's like, girl, you really need to sleep,
1: <laughs> yeah, same here.
0: I've been feeling like that just the past quarter, really here, yeah. I mean, It's so important to do, too. Actually, yeah. I might have this book in my bag. I don't, but um, Ariana Huffington, you know, she left the Huff Post and started yeah. this whole initiative, and she wrote a book called The Sleep Revolution, mm-hmm. and I think you guys should really read it because sleep is so important, and I didn't mm-hmm. sleep for so many years, and I'm sleeping more now than I ever have, and it's making a huge, like,
2: difference in my life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll yeah. definitely look that up.
1: For sure. And what's crazy is that Alex is more of a, she stays up late. Mm-hmm. And I'm more of a, I wake up really early. And like I never start my used day to be so like early. that, though. Same.
2: It's like, I never used to be like that. And yeah. now it's just like, I feel like my sleep patterns change all the fucking time. Yeah.
1: What is a sleep pattern? There is no sleep pattern. True. Like you, oh, right now, I feel like I sleep when I can. And yeah. I, I'm good at recognizing when I'm tired, but I'm not very good at doing anything about it.
2: See, I know when I work well and I don't work well at night. So it's like if if I'm up, I'm like, this is fucking pointless. I know I have to finish this, but sometimes I'll just be like. My work's so bad that I just wake up early. Exactly. I'm just like, I'll just do it in the morning because it's. But lately, it's. It's been so ridiculous. Like, I've been staying up so late. That's not good. I know. It's terrible. But when you get home late, it's like I get home at midnight and I need to spend time with myself. Like, I need to, like, chill. Right. I can't just get home and lay in bed and instantly fall asleep. So then I get into this, like, habit of staying up. It's so silly, but. Totally.
1: And do you guys have that thing where sometimes you know you have to do something, but you also know that you need a break? Oh but yeah. You feel guilty for taking that fucking break? Yeah. Yep. And then it's like it's not even a break cuz the whole time you're thinking about the shit yep. you're supposed to be doing. It's mm-hmm. not even a real break. Like does that ever go away? Yeah. Yeah.
0: When you it does. Um it's not the case for me all the time, but it's something that I'm trying to get better at and you have to learn how to shut off and be like, "Look, hey, world, I'm only human. I'm freaking tired. I've been running a million miles an hour. And that's what's actually been a big change for me. Mm -hmm. I've been a little bit more, you know, with my clients. If there's something going on in my personal life or something like that, I'll just say, hey, like, just want to give you a heads up. This week is pretty crazy. And, you know, if I'm sick, like, I'll say, hey, I'm really sick, and I would rather turn in my best work than work that's halfway done. And that's that's like a new me thing and not an old me thing. It's like admit when you're not your best so that you can turn in your best
2: work. Absolutely. I just did that this week. (laughs) I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I just can't do it. I need to just. And people are human. It's true. And it was totally fine. Yeah. By my surprise, the person was like, no problem. You don't have to finish it tonight. Get it done by Sunday. And I was like, oh my God, that was so easy. I know. So easy. You just asked.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, that's all you got to do sometimes. I think sometimes we're scared to speak up and say, fuck, I need, I need a break. You think people are going to be like, well, are you that good? If you need a break, but you are, and you're not going to turn in good work. <laughs> you're not going to turn in good work if you're not, if you're not rested yeah. and your best version of you.
2: So, do you think that all of this was worth it? Like your hundred hour weeks, your crazy, so worth it. Um,
0: because as a result of that, that fatigue and that lifestyle that I created led me to create half the story and. Yeah that this platform is essentially an Instagram account that aims to be a multimedia platform that allows people to share a piece of their story that you wouldn't see. And so for me, that was that moment of, Hey, I'm not Superwoman. This is, you know, this is the reality, you know, Mm -hmm. running from fashion week, sweating, like, you know, I'm like exhausted, haven't eaten like, you know, the complete anxiety to the point where I couldn't move. But also, to opening a place for people to talk about things that they're passionate about, like, you know, Mad Woman podcast or things that they've dealt with and overcome. And, you know, for me, it's like I just am so touched by the stories that people tell and to be able to go to bed every night, even when I'm on empty and know that I'm empowering someone else to mm-hmm. own their story and, you know, inspire other people's, whether that's through service or communication or mental health, like that's what matters most to me because yeah. it's not about what I'm getting from this world. It's about what I'm giving back. And that I think that's what our role is as a creative. So for me, I feel like I'm finally able to find that thing.
2: Yeah. And how, I mean, it took you a while to find that.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> and if I hadn't fallen, I wouldn't have, you know, built this and mm-hmm. I'm still building it. And it's always, you know, it's another thing. It's like, no, it isn't all together. I'm final every day. It's like this thing of like, how can I make this bigger? How can I make a bigger impact? And. Like, it's so worth it. I mean, like, in retrospect, should anyone have to ever be under that much stress at a young age? No. But, like, something amazing is coming of it. And I would not. Look, I'm 22 years old. 98% of my friends are going to be sitting at a desk for 12 hours today. I'm in Miami and I'm making my own schedule and I'm, you know, working and teaching. And, like, that is the dream to me. I have the flexibility to communicate and connect with people whenever I want. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, me, for me, success is measured in, is really just, you know, the day that I can call anyone in the creative industry and say, hey, I want to work together, that for me is success, is, like, freedom to create with whoever I want, wherever I want.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it seems like you're well on your way there, I think. Yeah, the you're things doing. you're doing Yeah I mean
0: Well hey I appreciate it Every day's a baby
2: step Hey you guys Right here Yeah More we'll creators see. We'll see Dreams don't come fucking easy And that's the thing no. I think a lot of Millennials think They can walk in somewhere And be like I want this And I I get it It's like no This no. shit doesn't come I don't easy. believe in
0: dreaming I believe in waking up And making it happen
2: Right Right There's a big
0: Freaking difference
2: It doesn't just appear In front of you Yeah like, You have to work Really fucking hard
0: yeah and you also I mean for me too it's like yeah I'm 22 but you have to be able to take criticism from people as if you're you know if you're charging someone as a 22 year old as a 30 35 year old like you're gonna be treated like that and that's another really difficult thing too like there's no you know every especially the creative industry is very you know it's tough and people are gonna critique you but Mm -hmm. it's you know it's tough and I'm still trying to you know get
2: be tough and be confident and um that's a big thing too. <laughs> One of the episodes we just recorded was on having tough skin. Yeah. In the industry. And it's so important because you can't let things get to you. No. Because bad shit happens all the fuck on a daily basis. Yep. Yeah. So letting shit get to you is just pointless. Yeah. And
1: not everything you do is gold. Not everything you do is great. Yeah. And you I mean, you're not gonna grow unless you're okay with having people sometimes tear your work apart and sometimes yeah. it's negative, sometimes it's positive. But the end of it, the end result is almost always positive. If you take that criticism Mm -hmm. and flip it it's almost always something positive Mm -hmm. so yeah it's true for sure and even though like you you feel fulfilled and you've done all these things do you ever wish that you had less on your plate
0: yeah absolutely I mean there are days you know a lot of times that's weekends or things like that or at night when yeah like all my friends like we they want to go out to dinner and like get drunk or you know it's like that it's like I don't I honestly don't have, I've never had it. A- I mean, I have in a few recent months because I've made an effort to, but I'm always thinking about what I'm doing and I wish I had more headspace. And like, that's what I'm trying to create.
2: <laughs> like you said, every day's a baby step to whatever you want. Yeah. So, yeah, but all the time. I-, I would be a complete liar if I said that I didn't because it's not easy. Yeah. So, besides working, I'm sure like we talked about you don't Mm -hmm. have much time but when you do have time what do you enjoy doing totally so I (laughs) I've actually
0: been getting more into journaling and like I actually like write down quotes sometimes I like think I'm like a philosopher but I'm not (laughs) um but I I love yoga I'm getting into that a lot more um clears your mind yeah totally um actually a lot of the hobbies I've had when I was younger are kind of coming back in my life um actually one thing that I do and I love and I've always loved is writing letters and that's oh
2: I want to do that
0: so yeah that's like (laughs) one of my like things is like people know me for that and I always write letters because I know like how for me it's really difficult to keep constant connection with everyone that I know Mm -hmm. or love. So writing a letter is a great way to say, like, I really care about you, um, even if I'm not able to text you every day. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And so
0: it's important to, like, create those special moments.
1: I think that's awesome because, like, my best friend is a letterer. She was actually on the show earlier. And every now and then she sends me something that, you know, she sends. She's always sending me letters. The only mail I get from her is, like, from my bank and from her. Everything, you know, like, and I love it. I love it because it's such a sweet surprise. Like a text message is awesome, but sometimes you come home and it's been so often that I've had like a shitty day and then I get home and I get this adorable letter or, you know, something small, just a small gesture. And you don't realize how something that tiny Mm -hmm. just makes somebody's day.
0: Absolutely. So I, I think that's awesome. Devils in the detail.
2: Yes. Getting stuff in the mail makes me so much happier than most things in life.
0: Yeah, it's it's good. It's <laughs> yeah. about creating those little moments yeah, and it's of love.
2: Not expensive. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. take it's way a way better of to do that and
0: than go on Amazon Prime and order someone like something. Like, exactly.
1: It's, cool. it's For sure. more special. Yeah. And I'm learning that now more than ever, now that I'm yeah. <laughs> on the other side of the world, that it's 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 well, very in easy. Tokyo, they
2: live so simply. Yeah, are you getting? You're getting that, I'm sure. It's
1: oh, for so much sure. different than it
2: is here. But
1: I, I, I'm really enjoying that. You know, I thought that yeah. coming to Tokyo, that what I was going to enjoy was the city and be so shocked by this huge city that everybody talks about. That's technological, but also very, very in tune with nature. And but really, for me, what I've loved is is the people and the way they live and the way they are and how polite they are and And the way they choose to be with one another, I think Mm -hmm. that for me has been the best part of Tokyo, even Mm -hmm. though, you know, the city's amazing. But it's that that aspect of it that for me has been just the best and has made me fall in love with being here. I agree. I felt the same way. For sure. So you want to tell us we. So you're obviously young, but you've you're so fulfilled. So what's the best advice you can give to young creatives that are just starting their careers? don't be afraid to ask
0: and don't be afraid to give
2: mm-hmm. that's really important because I feel like you feel a little like our first episode we talked about being a young creative and how you feel like you have to prove yourself
0: yeah but you know what and you do and I do and I still struggle with that but like I ask through the gifts I give Yeah, which is like I if I had an idea and I'd done that many times in my life I'd say hey I'm going to Fashion Week. This is what I'd like to do for you. Here's my proposal: I take over your Instagram for a day and do three of my styled shots. I write a blog post on the shows, like, and just make it easy for people to work with you because they're like, "Oh, great! This is awesome. Now I don't have to find someone to do this." Yeah, like, you're take something off someone's plate that is. It's all about being mutually beneficial. Like, exactly. That's what creative life's about. Yeah. It's like a give and a take. Smart, and,
2: think smart, yeah, not hard type of thing. Yeah, totally. So. What do you what advice do you have for people who have been in the industry 5, 10, 15 years? You, you work with these people. What advice can you give them? I think, you know, just stop
0: worrying about what other people are doing or what they think about you and just think about what you believe in and what you want to create and stand and stand for that because all the gossip, all, you know, all the, you know, all the bad talk doesn't do anything, and there's a mm-hmm. lot of it because people are afraid of competition. And, like, it's like, look, you are going to be the most trusted if you're the most positive person in the room. If you're not afraid to connect people, to put people in a position that's going to be better than you, you're going to be the one that people want to work with. And at the end, that brings you up.
2: Oh, my God, yeah. I think being authentic and being real yeah, is much more important than giving a fuck about what anyone thinks. Oh, of course, because, you know, people... I don't know. People resonate with real and raw
0: yeah, and authentic. <laughs> they do. I think
1: and that was a big platform for for this podcast. Exactly, was being real and making sure that we had people think that you know when somebody's already in the industry, yeah. they're they're afraid to talk to them because they don't realize that they're real people too. And if you <laughs> just spoke to them, they shit cool and exactly. So <laughs> and I think that's what that was one big thing about this this podcast was being able to give people a place to listen to these people and be like they're not so different from me. Like I can have a conversation with these people and it's not so intimidating. hmm Yeah.
2: All right. So we always end. Don't look. <laughs> Don't read them. All right. So we always end our podcast with a little game, like after mm-hmm. we've had a beer or two. <laughs> um, so basically what's going to happen is we're just going to list off um, like a little phrase and you have to finish it. Okay, cool. It's going to start pretty easy. So get harder. All right. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right, you ready? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, your name is? Lars.
2: You were born in?
1: Chicago. Your favorite place in the world is? New
0: York City. Was that a lie? Actually, (laughs) no. It's just, like, confusing because I'm, like, literally I can't imagine myself anywhere else. And people are always like, oh,
2: really? But, yeah, I feel alive there. That's... That's good. That's amazing. Yeah. Everyone wants to feel that with the place they live in. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I'm still looking I feel for that. alive. Yeah. <laughs> I always say, people say, um, just a little insert here. What do you want out of life? I'm like, I want to feel alive. I don't yeah. give a fuck what I'm doing. If it's, if it's yeah. me crying or if it's me being extremely happy, I want to feel like I'm alive. I don't want to feel like a fucking doll. Yeah. Coasting through life. Absolutely. For sure. All right. So if your life were an ice cream flavor, it would be Sprinkles.
1: You always carry your lucky.
2: Oh.
0: Man. I have a seashell I've been carrying around for a
1: while.
2: That's interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's cool. That is very interesting, yeah.
2: When you were young, you really loved? Theater. And you- scrapbooks. <laughs> 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 I would
0: literally go with my mom To this church on Friday oh. nights and make scrapbooks With her scrapbooking group Yeah,
2: I'm sure she loves you for
0: it That was me <laughs> I have about like 10, um, 10 volumes before the age of Like age
1: 10
2: Oh my gosh yeah. so funny. That's awesome yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright if you were a fruit you'd be a Strawberry
2: If you weren't in advertising You'd be
1: Oh
0: god <laughs> I probably would have honestly been a, cons- like worked at a consulting firm or did something that I thought I had to do instead of something I love to do. Mm-hmm. So I-, I can't see myself anywhere else.
2: Well, you're in the right place then.
0: For for sure.
1: Sure. Cheers to that. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> you can't live without. mm. Um, lip gloss
2: if you can only eat one food for the rest of your life oh
0: geez it would be probably pr- um pretzels and yellow gatorade
2: is that your hangover food?
1: no i just love pretzels and gatorade that's
2: so i love <laughs> yellow gatorade
1: i feel like yellow gatorade is the underrated okay. gatorade but i fucking love it me too it is
2: underrated but the funny thing is I think the last few times I've gotten Gatorade with somebody, I always get the blue kind. Oh, yeah. I'm that girl who always gets the blue yeah. kind. Yeah. Everybody else that I've gone with, they get the fucking yellow kind. Yeah, I love it. It's
1: the shit. Yes, me too. <laughs> I think I think it has to do a little bit with the fact that my grandfather just drank it all the time and it was always in the house. But I, lo- I love yellow Gatorade. It's my go-to Gatorade color for sure.
2: Oh, yeah. Hells, yeah.
1: Common.
2: <laughs> common yellow, ground. Yellow, yellow, yellow. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much, Lars, for being on the show. Thank you. You need to put, so what's your Instagram or? It's at Livin' Like Lars, like Livin' La Vida
0: Loca style, and (laughs) at Half the Story. So everyone, check it out. Hit me up, say what's up. Yeah.
1: All right, guys, and also if you're enjoying what we're doing here, make sure you comment on iTunes or check us out on Instagram and Twitter or Facebook. Facebook. (laughs) At Mad Women Podcast
2: You can also check out our website um, Madwomenpodcast.com We put all of our episodes on there We also put it on SoundCloud and iTunes So you're obviously listening from one of those platforms I'm Alex
1: And I'm Jesse. Here's Here's to to Mad Mad Women women.
2: May May we work work for them
1: May we work with them them. May (laughs) we we be them them. (laughs) them. Cheers 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 (laughs) Cheers cheers (laughs) Cheers. <laughs> thank you Lars thank, thank you. you this was so fun thank you I love cute. starting my day like this I really do <laughs>